Hey guys, it's Dominique and I am back with another episode of the Wise Words Podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <sighs> y'all, when I say, I'm just being transparent for a moment. I'm laughing, y'all, because I have literally tried to record this intro five times. <laughs> like, every time I recorded this intro, y'all, I either get a phone call <laughs> or something else happens. Like, I get a no- weird noise happens in the apartment or something like that, and I have to stop the recording. Oh, my gosh. So, <laughs> at one point... After the fourth time, I was going to say, you know what, maybe I should just stop and just like record and publish the episode tomorrow since it's Labor Day and I'm going to be off work. But no, I am determined to get this episode published today. I'm determined to get through this. So I'm going <laughs> of course, I was giving a whole little schmeal or whatever in the other recordings. And finally, I was just like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to say what I got to say, like straight through right off the bat. Just, I'm just going to get straight to the point. We're going to jump into this episode because I do not want it to get interrupted no more. So all I want to say was thank you guys so much for continuously tuning in to these episodes every week. I also want to, you know, let you guys know that for the next three weeks, there will not be any new episodes of Wise Words. <gasps> What are you talking about? Okay, so let me explain. (laughs) Just had to be dramatic right there. Doesn't mean that I'm stopping the podcast at all. But what came to my mind the other day as I was like going through analytics and stuff for my episodes and my podcast in total because I hit a thousand plays, y'all. Another milestone came and I was so happy and I was so excited. And what I use to produce this podcast, Anchor or whatever, they have changed the way that the app looks and stuff so where you can view the analytics in a different way, which is good for me because I get to see like how many uh, plays come per episode and things like that. And then I realized, one, my episodes was unorganized because I had different um, episode numbers for each one. So like I had two number 55 episodes and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get all of that in order. I got to clean that up. And I realized that I'm still in season two. Like, I never got out of season two. Originally, when I first started this uh, podcast, my goal was to do like 25 episodes per season. Because when I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I stopped season one at either episode 20 or 25. And then I kind of got off track. And I was like, well, then I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to keep that same number of episodes each season. But that didn't happen with this season. I think I just had too much fun with this season. I liked the guests that I had this season. I liked the topics that I had and I hit a lot of milestones this season so there was a lot of good news to share like the 50th episode one year doing this my book you know a thousand plays a lot of stuff has happened in the second season of wise words so I just kind of lost track and I stopped you know counting but now I'm like no I do need to like shift it to season three so what's gonna happen is just like y'all know with tv shows you get one season you get a few episodes and then they're like okay Season two is coming, but then it takes like a year or so later. Well, thankfully, it's not going to take this long, right? (laughs) It is not going to take me that long for season three. All I need is three weeks. So basically the month of September for the most part, because it's the first, this is the first Sunday of September. Basically this month is literally going to be no more episodes, but after three weeks, you guys will get new episodes of the Wise Words podcast. It will still be every Sunday. I'm not changing the published dates. So you're still going to get episodes every Sunday with the exception of like if I got a Monday off like tomorrow or whatever, you may get a bonus episode or content like that. And then, of course, holidays. 
Um, there will also be more guests and this actually works better for the guests that I have coming on and the plans that I have because there's been a lot of scheduling conflict, not just with my guests, but also with me because I work full time and I got a whole bunch of stuff that I'm trying to, you know, get done and accomplish and things like that. So it's like, okay, you know what? Let's take three weeks. Let's get things, you know, revamped and together. And then you guys can get some new content for the Wise Word Podcast. So that just means more guests, more topics, more great episodes. I have been getting feedback that you guys like the long episodes. I didn't think y'all would like the long episodes because I know I got a short attention span sometimes. But some people like the 45 to 50 minute episodes. So I'm like, well, you know what? I will take all this stuff into consideration while I'm revamping and creating the um, third season of Wise Words. So I'm not going to tell you all of what to expect for third season, but I just want you guys to know that I'm super excited about it. And I think it's going to be like one of the best seasons yet because season two is really great. I really enjoyed this last season, but I just realized I'm like, I'm well, I am well past 20 or 25 episodes. Like this is episode 61. So I'm like, yeah, let's cut it right here and say, this is the season finale of the Wise Words podcast for season two. And then we're going to come back and do season three. So don't forget to like and share this podcast. Don't forget to give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for those who have rated it so far. Thank you for those who have rated my book on Amazon. I appreciate that. I like seeing the number increase, even if it's just a small number. I tell people all the time, you know, humble beginnings, those are great. Like even the Bible says that do not despise small beginnings, right? Small beginnings mean something. So even these little milestones that, you know, I'm hitting that other people may think, okay, well, that's minor. It's a huge deal to me. I love it. I'm soaking it up. So yeah, um, definitely you guys definitely just continue to share this podcast, continue to, you know, purchase my book, how to become a mentally fit Christian on Amazon, continue to pray for me. Definitely. As I'm continuing the podcast, as I'm continuing, you know, all these different things, because I really want, you know, guys to be glorified in all of it. I want you guys to be inspired. I want you guys to be enlightened. I want y'all to know more about mental health and how to be a Christian, you know, and not let those two interject into your life, but how to work together. And last but not least, I just want to say thank you guys so much for your support. If you have suggestions, tongue twister. <laughs> if you have suggestions for topics that you want to hear in season three, please send them to me. For those who follow me on social media, just shoot me a direct message. If you're lucky enough to have my phone number or my contact info, then you can also give me your ideas that way. But please let me know what you guys are thinking or what you guys are wanting because I love your feedback and it just helps to make the podcast better, okay? All right, so today's topic, this is the season finale of season two. Ah, sad face. <laughs> but I just wanna wrap it up with a simple topic that a lot of us also deal with and it is becoming a struggle not only in the sense of mental health but definitely in a church as well and so i definitely think this is a topic that should be talked about that's something that should be discussed a little bit deeper so you guys can see both perspectives of it all right guys let's jump into today's episode and hopefully i don't get any more interruptions because who i made it through this intro without any interruptions but yeah before then y'all it was like sheesh <laughs> why do i keep getting interrupted so, all right, guys, let's jump into it. So today's topic for this episode is about comparison, comparing ourselves to others or what happens when we compare ourselves to others. The reason I think this is a great topic to end the season, the second season on is because I feel like this is something that a lot of us have either done or we're guilty of still doing. 
is a really easy trap to fall into. And also what I have noticed, not just as a Christian, but as a therapist too, is that this is where a lot of problems stem from. A lot of envy, a lot of discontentment in people's lives comes from comparison, comes from comparing yourself, right? And so the way that it kind of dropped into my spirit, as I should say, is one day I was driving, you know, and I was listening to, if you guys have not listened to, I want to give a quick shout out to the Basement Podcast. It's by Pastor Tim Ross. If y'all have not listened to that podcast, please go listen to it. I'm giving free advertisement for that for that podcast because it is just so darn good. Like, I can't remember the last time I was so hooked on a podcast that I was literally, I literally wait for a new episode to drop <laughs> on Wednesday morning. And if it's 8 o'clock and I don't see an episode yet from it, I'm like, okay, what episode at? What's going on? You know, like, it's that good. Please go subscribe and go listen to that podcast. But one day I was listening to that podcast and Pastor Tim Roth said something that was so powerful. I don't even think people realize how powerful or impactful it was, what he was saying. But, you know, the, the episode was talking about in different parts how this generation struggles so much with comparing themselves and trying to be the next this or the next that and he said you know you're not going to be the next anything be the first you be the only you can only be the first you or the only you he said something along that line and i was thinking to myself that is so true why in the world do we live in this society where everybody's trying to be the next this or the next that comparing ourselves or comparing others to to these different standards and feeling like if you don't meet this mile marker then you know you haven't arrived or there's something wrong with you a lot of people often wonder why people struggle with self-esteem and why they struggle with you know their own um abilities and talents it's because you're we compare ourselves to certain things and if we compare ourselves to certain standards that we can't meet, then of course we're going to be disappointed. And of course we're going to feel like we're failures because look at what you compare yourself to, right? And so I just want to kind of start off because, of course, I'm talking about the mental health perspective first. Starting off with comparison, like what it means when we compare something. When you compare something, you're trying to find similarities and differences. It's like compare and contrast, right? What is similar to this thing versus what is different from this thing? what makes them alike and what sets them apart. That's what happens when we compare stuff. So when I look at this from a mental health perspective as a therapist, a lot of times people are very discontent because they're comparing themselves either to people in their lives, comparing themselves conceptually, meaning like this is where I would, this is where I thought I would have been in life, or this is where I feel like I should be or where I thought I could have been doing, what, what I thought I could have been doing or you're comparing yourself to like a version of yourself that is more idealistic or realistic. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more in depth about those. So like first point, comparing ourselves to others. Comparison is the thief of joy. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that before, but it truly is the thief of joy. When you compare yourself or when you are still comparing yourself all the time, you cannot have, you know, any kind of peace of mind because you're steadily trying to compare yourself to everybody, right? Like you're steadily trying to meet this standard 
that you wasn't supposed to meet in the first place. You were never meant to meet that standard. You were only meant to be you. You're not meant to be your sister, your brother, your cousin, your aunt, your uncle, your parent, none of that. You're not meant to be any of that. But what happens is we get into this, you know, psych, cycle of thinking that, okay, I have to be as good as this person or as, you know, good as that in order to be considered good enough. And that's so, you know, distorted. That is such a distorted way of thinking. It actually goes back to thinking mistakes. I don't know if you guys ever listened to that episode, but it's a really good episode because cognitive distortions, aka thinking mistakes, happen all the time. And they're really, you know, what drive some of our impulsive behaviors or urges is because we're going off of a thinking mistake, which stems from a core belief of like we're comparing ourselves to others. So, you know, looking into mental health, a lot of people, they're comparing themselves to their friends. Well, all my friends are married. I'm not married yet. I'm still single. All my friends have kids. I ain't got no kids yet. All, everybody in my family's got a new car. I'm still driving this beat up old 2006. You know, like a lot of times we see how others are doing and then we look at ourselves and we're like, what am I doing wrong? This is also my next point on the mental health perspective where social media comes into play. Social media, since comparison is the thief of joy, I would say that social media is, is its accomplice in that crime. Because when you get on social media, that is the number one place that people compare themselves. Like number one place. They will look at a social media post. They will see what somebody else is doing and feel inferior and feel like there's something wrong with me. Especially, oh my gosh, the likes the likes man i know that some of y'all listening to this you like i don't care about that great congrats for you but that's not the the case for everybody some people that's where their validation and their approval comes from is how many likes they get on a social media post so if a young man is posting something about his marriage and he only gets like 17 maybe 20 likes or whatever versus his cousin posted something about his marriage and he get like 200 some likes he may feel some type of way he might feel some type of way he may feel like what does their marriage got that my marriage don't got what is it about them that makes them better than me because that's a lot of times where our minds go like why is it that they're they're better than i am when really that's not the case at all which is my next point is that comparison makes us think lies of ourselves like we are not good enough so again it goes back to that inferiority piece we think that because somebody gets a different result or has a different life of where you know it's in comparison to where we are especially people who are like in the same thing as us so you know same age same demographic same background came from the same place when you see them doing more than what another person's doing you immediately go into this comparison state of mind well, what did I do wrong? What did they do that I, that I couldn't do? What do they have that I don't have? Because it's almost like, I, since I didn't meet that standard, then I'm not good enough. And that is not the case. Just because somebody, for one, this is the sub point that I really want to drop home before I say anything else. Just because people post some stuff on social media does not mean that they are ahead or doing better. Let me explain why. <laughs> if you guys have noticed, nobody, and I mean nobody, is posting about their failures 
or their mishaps. They're not making the big long posts all the time. I'm gonna say that. Sometimes they do, but in, but in retrospect, if we're being really honest, people only make those posts when they're giving a testimony about, yeah, I was struggling like this, but I'm out of it now. Rarely do we ever see people just really talking about my marriage is failing. I just, you know, lost my job. I got laid off two weeks ago. I'm facing evic possible eviction. Nobody just makes posts about that. They make the posts when the good comes from it. So then it's like flipping it. Yeah, you know, I was about to get evicted, but, but God, he came through and now here I am, I'm in this, you know, trust the process. Or they'll be like, yeah, I almost didn't graduate, but God. And I'm not saying that to say that, you know, God is good. I'm glad that God brings us out of situations like that. I am so thankful to God for that. You know, I'm a living witness that he could do that. And at the same time, it's just, it's just reiterating my point. Nobody's just making flat out posts about the bad. Only posting about the bad. A lot of times when people do it, sometimes people will accuse them of, you want a pity party, you want somebody to, you know, sinking your sorrow with you, you know, misery loves company, that kind of thing. But, and in the flip side, there is nothing wrong with sharing your accomplishments and your happiness with people on social media. Please share that you got engaged, share that you are getting married, share that, you know, you're expecting a child, share that you just graduated with that degree. That's perfectly fine. That's what it's supposed to be. And at the same time, do not use social media as that crutch to compare yourself because I guarantee you everybody is not posting the full story. Like I like to think of that example of, <laughs> oh, excuse me, like when teenagers talk about how, you know, they're jealous because their friends are, you know, dating and stuff or like young adults, especially young adults. I think my generation, like of young adults, this is the worst time because we're, it's just a time of us getting established. The twenties is like trial and error period. I feel like in life, you literally just trying to get your feet wet and trying to get your footing in life. That's what I feel like I'm doing. I feel like I'm just trying to get my footing. That's why I do my best not to ever compare myself. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to get my footing, but so are they. And how I do it and how they do it is going to look different. And that's fine. But a lot of times, a lot of young adults, they'll compare themselves. So like, let's say, you are the single friend or whatever and you compare yourself because everybody else around you is married first of all everybody's part of left hand gang ain't happy and i know that's a mic drop some people are probably some of y'all are probably like yes girl say that and some of y'all are probably looking mad at me right now when i say that but let's just be honest everybody's marriage is not all bliss one because marriages work anyway and a lot of people get married for the wrong reasons they get married for the social media posts Sorry, y'all. That's my drawer. This is how you know I record at home because <laughs> I just be doing stuff at home. So, yes, if you just heard that beep, sorry, that was the background. That's my drawer. My clothes are finished. Amen. But <laughs> no, yeah, for real, though, like some people are comparing themselves to that and thinking like they're so happy. Everybody that's married ain't happy. And a lot of people get married for the wrong reason and that's why they're not happy. They ain't get married because they want to care and love that person for the rest of their life. They get married for the social media post. They get married because they want the validation of feeling like I'm better than people now because I got somebody or because they feel like they can't, they don't have worth without being with somebody. And that's a whole different topic for another episode. So I'm not even going to go down that road. But I, I say all that to say not everybody that is married is happy. So when that person or that young adult is looking at that post and thinking, man, they're so happy and here I am lonely. No, lonely is a state of mind. You can be alone, but not be lonely. 
You don't have to be lonely when you're alone. You can be completely peaceful being alone. And I did an episode on that. So you can go listen to that. Lonely versus alone. That's a good episode. But um, yeah, don't compare yourself to what other people are doing because, and in the same sense, one, not all, not all people with that left hand gang is happy. And then two, not all of them, you know, are sharing about what is really going on. Some of them may be on the brink of a breakup or divorce and don't even share that. Because why would they share that? Why would they tell people that, yes, I made this big accomplishment and now it's about to end? Who would want to really talk about that? You know, I, I don't know nobody who would. Unless, like I said earlier, it's after things have turned around. They're not going to share it in the midst of it because it's painful for them. And so you got to take stuff like that into perspective. Not everything that glitters is gold. Just because people are posting these little posts doesn't mean that everything behind the scenes is great. I have known some people who, you know, have shared how they was posting stuff on Facebook and looking like the perfect couple the whole time. They was in an abusive relationship. They was in a toxic relationship. Their marriage was terrible. And they were trying to figure out how to get out of it. But they were saving face. So you can't go off of social media. That's why I made that sub point. Do not use social media for comparison at all because it can be detrimental to your mental health. This is where we start to see people become depressed or start to have low self-esteem or start to have, you know, all of these different negative thinking patterns about themselves that leads them into a depression because they're comparing themselves. You don't have to compare yourself to people because everybody is not sharing the full story of what they're experiencing in life. You know, some people, and then this is my next point is failures do not mean you are a failure or that other people aren't failing. So like this goes back to, again, the social media aspect, because we get, we get this a lot too. I've noticed even, you know, kiddos or young adults who graduate from high school, graduate from college. Well, not everybody gets that, right? Some people have to leave college for financial reasons. Some have to leave because they just couldn't finish it or they felt they figured out it just wasn't for me. But they'll see like their friends or their family members getting it and they're just like, man, now if I don't do that, then I'm not equally as good. That is not, no, that's not it. That's not it. Just because you don't, you know, accomplish something or you fail at something doesn't mean you're a failure. Well, we got to realize that failure is a natural part of life and it's failure is all perspective. It's looking, it's depending on how you look at it. Are you looking at this as a setback or are you looking at it as a setup for, for a comeback, for a bigger comeback? That's what I've had to learn about shifting my perspective. So when something doesn't go my way, there are two things that I keep in mind. I say, A, I have nothing to lose. It's not like I'm married. It's not like I have kids. I can, I can mess up a little bit right now and I will be okay. I'm still in my twenties. I'm, I'm kind of fine. I'm giving myself grace to make mistakes or to not get things right the first time because ain't nobody else going to chastise me for making a mistake. So why would I chastise myself? And when I do that, it gives me so much peace of mind mentally. That's why I feel like my mental health is in such a good state because I don't focus on comparing myself. I focus on, this is my journey. This is my path. And even if I do fail or something doesn't go exactly the way I want it, this is the time to do that because there's nothing to lose. There is nothing at stake right now. As long as I ain't doing nothing that interferes with my life, like life or death, which I ain't doing none of that because I want to live. So, you know, I'm cool. I'm cool with doing what I do or whatever, you know. And so we, we really just have to take pressure off of ourselves, which is leading into my next point is that a lot of times comparison comes from us having pressure on who we are. 
there is something in you, you know, listening to this or something in someone that you know that they don't like about themselves. And so the only way that they feel like they can validate themselves is by feeling like they got a one up on people around them. So this is why you see a lot of family feuds. This is where you see a lot of friend groups falling out because they're trying to assert themselves over somebody that they're close to because they made an accomplishment, but they didn't. Well, for one, you know, there, there shouldn't be competition, which was the sub point of that, you know, comparison often stems from competitiveness or being a competition, not only with others, but with yourself. If you feel like you don't like yourself, of course, you're going to be looking for the next best thing to assert yourself and make yourself feel better. But then what happens when you don't reach that? Now you just fall way harder than you did. You know, you now you're lower than where you started. You went from feeling low to then you try to one up somebody or you try to do good and then it failed. Now you've hit rock bottom. It just doesn't work, right? If you're going to seek goals, if you're going to go for that degree, if you're going to, you know, have marriage as a goal, if you're going to start that business, do it because you want to do it and not because you're trying to one up somebody or compare or in comparison to someone else, trying to beat someone else. That's why one of the things that I did notice about myself when I was like planning for this episode and I was doing a little self-reflection too, because I love to do introspection for my growth. I realized I have never compared my podcast to others' podcasts, like ever. Even podcasts that I love, like I, that I'm a fan of. I just told you, I just gave free promotion to the basement. I love the basement podcast. I'm not going to compare myself to the basement podcast. That, that is a whole day on a whole different assignment from God that I am. And that's perfectly fine. That's okay. I like the fact that this is something that God gave me, that this is my thing. Nobody has to compare, you know, I hope that nobody is comparing their podcast to my podcast because if they were, and if they were to tell me, I would say, stop it because what you supposed to do and what I'm supposed to do are two different assignments. They're not the same. We don't need to be in competition with each other because I'm going to have my success. And just because I have my success doesn't mean that you're not going to have your success. It's how you look at it. It's all about perspective. How are you looking at it? Right. I'm celebrating my little 1000 plays and stuff like that. I celebrate the little stuff because of what the Bible says. Don't despise small beginnings. I love small beginnings. I love the humble beginnings. So let me have my own celebration and then you go have your own celebration. But that's one thing that I'm very proud of myself. I've never compared my own stuff to others. My book, I don't compare my book sales or something to someone else's. I don't even know nobody else's. <laughs> that's in my close circle that's written a book. So, I mean, I, that that's kind of a given right there. But even podcasts, you know, I know others that do podcasts and I'm happy for them and I'm willing to support their podcast. I don't have to compare mine to theirs at all. It's not that kind of thing because I know the reason why I started my podcast. I know what drove the motivation for my podcast to start, you know, what all the prayer and all the, you know, thoughts and the conversations with God that led to me actually getting mine off the ground. I don't know what somebody else did, but theirs, and honestly, it's not my business. You know, I feel like a lot of times comparison could stop if we would just learn how to mind our own business, mind your business. Okay. That person's going to get their PhD, mind your business. That person doesn't, some people don't want to be married. 
that's all it doesn't make them less than you and can we we also have to stop that because again that goes back to the root of a lot of times it's insecure people or people who have some kind of competitiveness with themselves or feel some kind of inferiority in themselves that's why they use comparison they feel like okay well since that person did this now i need to do it but i'm going to do it bigger and better because now i'm showing them that i'm equal to them no, if you are doing anything, y'all, if you're listening to this and you have done anything out of the root of comparing yourself to somebody, whether it's in your family or in your friend group or anywhere, I need you to go reevaluate yourself. I need you to go heal from your own insecurities, from your own, you know, your own stuff that you got going on, because that is the wrong reason to pursue anything in life. Don't pursue stuff out of comparison, because what you're doing is, again, when it fails, when you don't get the results that you wanted because you did it out of the wrong motive, you did it to compare yourself to someone and perceive yourself as better. When it fails, it's going to hurt worse. You're going to eventually fall into that depressive state. You're going to self-loathe. You're going to destroy your mental health because you're always comparing yourself to others and you don't even know how to fully accept and love yourself. And if we can't fully accept and love ourselves, then we can't love others, you know? So then that damages relationships, which was another point of how comparisons destroys mental health. You can't love yourself. So then you can't love others. You can't love things. You can't fully embrace life because you don't like who you are. You always feel like something has to be fixed about you or something has to be improved about you. Now, don't take what I'm saying out of context because we should always want to grow but we should want to grow because we want to, because we have the desire to, not because we're trying to beat or be better than somebody. Check your motive, okay? Check your motive. Because if your motive is in the wrong place, then yes, you're not going, it's not going to prosper, right? Like it's, it's gonna eventually fail. It's not gonna withstand the test of time. It's not gonna withstand the test of authenticity. It's going to fail, okay? And you're not going to ever have joy in life. Like you're not going to enjoy life if you're always comparing yourself to someone else. That's how it's called. That's why it's called the thief of joy. Because once you compare yourself to someone else, you may realize that your stuff is not as popping as theirs or that your marriage is not as good as theirs. I mean, for one, I mean, I don't feel like there's a perfect marriage anyway. And I'm just being, you know, split honest. <laughs> you know, you could, you could take that from a therapist perspective or even from just a human perspective. Nothing is perfect. Nobody is perfect. Nobody's life is perfect either. Just because that person doesn't have student loan debt and you do does not make you better than them. And if you think that that makes you better than them, then again, that is something that you need to deal with. That is your own insecurity and inferiority coming out and you need to handle that because that's not okay. It's not okay to make yourself an elitist to other people in life because at the end of the day, everybody can fail. Everybody can fall down, right? Never assert yourself as better than others. Even Bible says that God don't want us walking around here haughty, feeling like we're better than somebody because we're not. We're not. But a lot of us do that. And a lot of us are guilty of that comparison because we don't like who we are. We feel like we're failures. I say all of that to say from this mental health, you know, point, if you feel like that's where you are mentally, please seek help. Do some self-reflection, self-reflection and introspection about where all of your stuff comes from. Ask yourself, why did I start that podcast? Did I start it because I really felt a move to do something? Did I start it because I have a desire and a joy doing it? Or did I just start it because I was trying to be better than somebody and I was comparing myself to my friend who has a podcast and it's getting all these views and plays? 
did I get into that relationship because I truly want to be a good helpmate for somebody or did I do it, did it just because I was tired of seeing all my other friends in relationships? Really ask yourself, like, is comparison the root of a lot of your actions? And if it is, it doesn't mean you're a horrible person. It just means, again, deal with it. Deal with it at the root so that way you're not ruining your life and the lives of others possibly because you're doing stuff for the wrong reason. You know, and you're not wasting time and you're not wasting money. You're not, you know, doing going on the wrong path. You want to be on the right path for life. You want to be on a path that brings you fulfillment and happiness and joy. Okay. Don't do stuff out of comparison because comparison is a thief of joy. And comparison is very fickle and it's temporary, right? Because at the end of the day, you're comparing yourself to someone who probably is going through worse than you are. And you just don't know it. You haven't taken the time to humble yourself to even ask where that person is or even ask how did they get there I think that's one of the great things this is a little caveat for that I think that's one of the best things for me in my opinion is that if you feel like you're inspired by somebody ask them how they did it get insight from them instead of trying to compare yourself to them and one up and beat them you know because then it's not coming from a place of I'm trying to be like them it's coming from a place of I'm inspired by them and I want to learn from them and of course, that that's going to take, you know, a really good, good move. You know, that's going to that's going to lead to some good things. But if you're comparing yourself, if you are stuck and constantly comparing yourself, comparing yourself in relationships, comparing yourself in finances, comparing yourself just in life in general, you need to take a minute and stop and reflect. You can also do this with the help of a therapist. I recommend, you know, finding you a therapist to help you unpack this stuff. Because a lot of times this stuff, again, y'all know how I am. I'm big on the whole childhood aspect. Everything starts in childhood. Something in your childhood probably made you feel like you were not good enough. Sometimes parents are guilty of this. And if you're a parent and you feel like you've caught yourself doing this, go ahead, repent to Lord and try to correct this. Sometimes parents compare kids to kids and then they don't understand how that's taking root in them. That wasn't even one of my points that I had, but I think that's a great point. Sometimes parents are the cause of comparison issues because they compare you to your siblings and because your siblings is doing this and that and you not, now you feel bad about yourself. The parent doesn't even know that they did it because a lot of times parents do it subconsciously. Parents are guilty of doing stuff. uh, I hate to say like they don't know what they're doing, but sometimes it's really what it is. They don't notice what they're doing or how they're damaging their kids until it's too late. And so if you're in one of those boats, Again, I would say definitely do therapy to unpack it because at least in therapy, you have a safe space to process that without feeling like you're pointing a finger at your parents saying you screwed me up because that's not what <laughs> that's not what you need to do. What you need to do is just process your feelings around in the safe space so that way you can understand the root of it, be aware of it. And then what you're aware of, you can change. You can actively work on it to say, you know what, I'm not going to go to that realm of thinking again. I'm not going to compare myself to my brother or my sister. I'm not going to compare myself to this person. Instead, I'm going to stand and validate who I am by myself and stay off of social media, which is a good, really good point to end a mental health perspective on. If social media is something that triggers you to start comparing yourself, just stay off of it. Don't get on there. Don't. Don't don't see, look at that person's story and see them in, you know, Dominican Republic and feel like I'm broke. I can't never go nowhere. Like, don't just don't do it. Don't do it. Because if you know that that's a trigger for you, why would you continue to entertain something that's going to clearly put you in a negative mental health state? Like, just just stay off of it. Turn off the um, the likes or something like that. Turn off comments like turn off notifications in, in general. 
I know that's worked for me sometimes when I've just felt like social media was too much of a distraction. I've just turned off social media notifications altogether. Like I don't get notified. Actually, I think my notifications are still off. I don't get notified on, you know, Facebook, and Instagram like that no more. Like I would have to go back and turn it on. So that way it could actually pop up on my screen, but I just stopped it. I was like, no, nah, I don't even want to see those notifications at this point because it's just, it can be really consuming. It can be mind consuming. It can be time consuming and it can definitely lead to those roots of negative comparisons coming up to where now you feel discontent, even though you got a good life, you feel discontent because your life doesn't look like their life. Please take care of your mental health and stop comparing yourself to others. Okay, so now going on a spiritual health perspective about comparison. You know, I think where I ended the mental health perspective was a really great point to pick back up because like I said, a lot of y'all got a really good life and you don't even realize it because you're so stuck in comparison. Like you don't even take time to be grateful for what you actually have. Um, One of the things that I love to do is just sit and think about all the good things that I have and the great things that are happening right now because when I look at it I actually have a really great life I'm really blessed so therefore being able to reflect on that and see that every day as a constant reminder really does help me to remember you know what I don't have to compare myself to somebody else because really I'm doing a dang thing <laughs> for a 26 year old and I ain't saying that to be cocky at all I'm saying it in the form of gratitude like I know that God is doing really great things for me God has really carried me and is having my back and so and it's showing in my life and I'm thankful for that I don't even deserve all of my prayers answered the way they get answered, but I get them and I'm thankful for that. So I'm not trying to compare them. I really don't care what anybody else is doing. I'm just trying to enjoy my life and do what I need to do, what I feel like I've been called to do. And so this is why I also say that comparison is not only something that we see just in mental health in general, we definitely see it in a church and in a church, it's, it, it just drives a lot of strife. It drives a lot of discord and a lot of discontentment. Because people are comparing themselves spiritually wise to people in the church. Like the fact that this person is 35 years old and they're already, you know, in this high position in the church. They're, you know, over the kids ministry or they're the executive pastor or this or that. While you just over here, you ain't, you know, you don't have no position or whatever. But you feel like I feel like I have these gifts and I'm going to do this and that. First of all. And this is what Pastor Tim Ross talked about. So I'm not even going to go too deep into it. Like I say, like, y'all go listen to the Basement Podcast. It is so good. It would change your life. And it's the most recent episode that he published that I'm talking about. I think it's called When All Crumbles or something like that. But he was saying how, like, some of y'all, you know, you you may not be the next, you know, person. Your Bible study may not get only so many people. And if that is what God told you to do, then do it. Stick to it. Don't worry about what the other person is doing because you so focus on what they doing. You can't even focus on what you're doing. And the thing is, is that at the end of the day, everybody's call is different. What God has called you to and what God has called me to are two different calls. They, and honestly, I don't feel like they're supposed to look similar at all. Maybe I'm wrong. If you guys, you know, disagree with me, like I said, I'm always open to feedback and suggestions. Please shoot me a message, DM me, text me or whatever. But I just feel like the calls are not supposed to look similar. They're supposed to look different. They are literally supposed to look different. So therefore, 
if something that I'm doing is prospering or whatever, and something that you're doing, you're trying to do the exact same thing, but it's not proper, well, then maybe you should not be doing that. Find out what you're supposed to be doing, right? I feel like if a lot more people in church adopted that mindset, then we would see more peace in the church, and we would see people actually rooting for each other and helping each other in that aspect rather than competing with each other. We see more competition in the church than you see anywhere else, and it's sad, and it's, you know, it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad. It's really sad. I almost said pathetic, but I don't want to be like super mean or rude or whatever because I can be blunt like that. But it, it's just sad. I'm just saying that it's very sad. You know, God has placed a gift in everybody. And what we don't want to do is we don't want to ruin that. We don't want to get in our own way of what God has for us due to comparison and envy. We see envy a lot in the Bible. I don't know if you guys remember, but if you remember the story of Cain and Abel, he killed his brother because of envy. Same thing with the story of Joseph. Now, y'all know Joseph is my favorite character in the Bible. So, you know, he's one of my favorites for real, for real. And so we definitely saw with his, you know, situation, how the brothers envied him. And so they got rid of him, basically, because they were so envious of him. But that came from comparison, right? And I like that I like that I'm using that example because it kind of goes back to how I said sometimes parents can stir up that root of comparison. You know, like when one parent when a parent gives more favor, more adoration or praise to one kid than the other, then yes, you can start to compare yourself, unfortunately. And like I said, parents truly don't try I truly don't believe that parents try to have favorites as kids I just think that it's something that they do unintentionally and I really can't even speak too much on it because I'm not a parent so definitely parents can chime in and give feedback or whatever or comment on posts when I post this or whatever like yeah sometimes they I'm sure they do it unintentionally they're not trying to make one kid feel more loved or more valuable than the other sometimes it just happens and so that's what starts to happen is this this root takes place of they're comparing themselves like Joseph's brothers did. They're comparing themselves to him and they ain't like that. They was like, he get more love than all of us. So we finna get rid of him, you know? And that's how stuff like that happens. You know, it gets in the way of our own lives. It gets in the way of our behaviors because we're steadily comparing ourselves to others. But that is one example, but I'm also thinking of the example of Cain and Abel. So if you guys remember, that story happens in Genesis chapter four. And it starts off saying how like Adam and Eve, they had sex basically. And then she got pregnant. I don't know why I had to explain that <laughs> because we know, Hey, if you have sex, you get pregnant and they have kids. But I guess, you know, for the sake of context, it does explain that in verse one, they had sexual relations and she became pregnant. She gave birth to Cain and she was like, with the Lord's help, I have produced this man. And then later she gave birth to Abel. And so when they grew up, so this is verse two, when they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. So two jobs, I'm assuming, two different jobs. And then when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but did not accept Cain and his gift. And this made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching out the door, at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. Well, one day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out to the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, I'm in verse nine now, I'm just reading. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? 
Where is Abel? I don't know. Can't respond. Am I my brother's guardian? You know, am I my brother's keeper? I think that's where that saying comes from. But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground, which has swallowed your brother's blood. And no, no longer will the ground yield crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. And Cain replied to the Lord, my punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. And so all of that is to say, you know, because it's only like one, two, two more verses left in that story specifically. But because his gift was not accepted, but his brother's was, that could have been this example of how he compared himself to him. You know, and that's why the Lord was asking, well, why are you so dejected? You know, just because, because I mean, of course, I'm not God. I don't know what his thought process was in that moment. But, you know, he probably could have been thinking just because I didn't accept it, your gift now doesn't mean that it won't be accepted later. You know, I think the scripture goes into detail about how Abel's gift, you know, it says this little this side part was the best portion of the firstborn. So it was like a, a more extensive or a more, you know, valuable gift. And so the Lord accepted it, but he didn't accept Cain. Maybe Cain just gave him the bare minimum gift. Who knows the, the specific and intricate details of what happened in that sense. But it does show how comparison can take root even in family, you know. And then, of course, Joseph's example, right? How the brothers, it clearly says in the text how they was like, you know, Joseph's father loved Joseph. Probably more than any of the other ones or more than other, the other ones. And so they felt that. And so they was comparing themselves like, well, why does he love him? more than he loves me why does you know god accept your gift but don't accept me and my gift you know sometimes comparison takes root like that and this is where i go back to that point of sometimes it has nothing to do with us it's just this just how it is right sometimes something is meant for another person like joseph joseph was called to be the king he had a mandate on his life doesn't mean that his brothers was just nobodies they just wasn't called right same thing with, you know, the Cain and Abel examples, what I was saying is like, okay, his gift got accepted this time. Maybe had you not killed him, your gift would have got accepted next time. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's just a direct reflection of who you are. And I think that that's what happens in churches, especially when a pastor elevates one person, other people get hurt because it's like, why didn't I get it? Or why wasn't, you know, I'm either one chosen. Why was I passed up or something like that? And then what hurts about it though, in a church aspect or the spiritual aspect is that people will turn away from God because of that. Now, granted, let me go ahead and throw in a little caveat out there. Sometimes I'm just saying, sometimes it can be out of not, I'm not going to say malicious intent, but it can be some some favoritism or some some unfairness going on okay we can understand that and at the same time we got to understand that people are still human whether they're in positions or not so what can you really expect from humans what can you really expect from a human being whether they're pastors or deacons or whatever we got to stop holding people to these high pedestals because sometimes people are going to do wrong sometimes people are going to be unfair now in the same sense though i will say that what god has for you is truly for you. I am a firm believer of that. The call on your life, what the plans that he has for your life is for you. It's not anybody else's. It's not their business. And what somebody else's call is, is not your business. 
So therefore, don't compare yourself. There are plenty of people who went to the nations and plenty of people who are doing all these great things. And it's like, that's great. I'm happy for them. And at the same time, that's their call, right? Has nothing to do with me. If I think that comparison was one of the greatest lessons that I even learned, even in pageantry. And I think that maybe that's why the Lord was making me, you know, allowing me to do it so long because he helped me get that rooted in my spirit. It's like just because somebody else wins the title or gets it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It's not a reflection of you. It's just not in. It's just not for you. Right. This is not yours. This is somebody else's. And the more mature I got spiritually and emotionally, the more I start to realize that I'm like, you know what? That's not a reflection of who I am. That's not a reflection of my character or my worth or my talent. But that's what a lot of us do. Not just, you know, mental health wise, but spiritually. We we take that comparison as this is a reflection of me. Look at it at Cain and Abel, you know. Cain probably took that as a, as a direct reflection your reflection of who he was in God's eyes when that wasn't the case at all, because that's why the Lord told him, like, why are you so dejected and stuff? That's why he talked to him afterwards. He's like, I'm not trying to reject you because I feel like, you know, me accepting his gift was something personal to you. It's just that he had the better gift is what I'm getting from the text. And like I said, if I'm misinterpreting it, somebody please correct me. Cause like I said, we all growing, but that's what I took it as. I'm like, he was just accepting it. Cause it was like, a, it was the more valuable gift. They were giving sacrifices during that time. Right. Had to bring some. You had to bring a, a nice little lamb or something like that. And he had a firstborn lamb or something. It's like, oh, this top tier, you know. Okay. It is what it is. And so a lot of us look at God and we go to God jaded because somebody in our family or somebody who, you know, especially for us who are Christians who struggle with this, when people are sinning and they we see them getting buried and we see them getting these jobs and stuff like that, we get so hurt. We start to compare ourselves so much. And that even makes us turn our hearts sometimes from God because it's like, well, God, you so good. You supposed to be blessing me. Why are they getting blessed? And they ain't even living right. <laughs> you know, like, oof. I'm sure some people have heard that and was like, man, if that ain't me, because I think we're all, we all guilty of it. I know I am. I definitely know I am. I have had that thought process, that exact thought before, for sure. And then what I've had to do is, Kind of go back to what I was saying. Just because somebody else, you know, they, they doing their thing for one, doesn't mean they ain't God's will. Let's just throw that out there. People may be prospering. It doesn't mean that they in God's will. And I've said this many episodes before. I would rather be in God's grace and in his will than out of it. Because at least if I'm in his will, then if stuff goes wrong, I'm still in his grace. So he can get me out of it. When stuff goes wrong, you're doing it out your own power, out your own understanding. Uh, you know, telling what the result could be, right? And I don't want that. I don't even want to, you know, delve into that. But people prospering is not a reflection of God's love for me. Somebody else getting that blessing or whatever or, you know, doing something before I do it does not mean that God is mad at me or punishing me or it's not a reflection of his love for me. And so I don't know who needs to hear that on this podcast episode, but I want you to take that into consideration. You know, like, why do they have good health and my health is deteriorating? That is not a direct reflection of God's love for you. A lot of times it goes back to what I was saying. Your path and your journey is going to look different. He may do something different in your life. There may be a distinct reason of why you're going through what you're going through or why that person is experiencing what they're experiencing because of what his plan is. 
We don't understand it. We're not supposed to understand it. That's why Proverbs 3 and 5 says that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Because if you lean on your own understanding, it's still going to come up. It don't make sense. So you got, you really have to get out of that mindset of thinking that just because other people are prospering, that are, they may not necessarily be living right. And then I also want to throw that in there too. We don't know how their walk with God is. You know, we only see what we see from the outside. We don't know what's going on on the inside. That is also something that I've had to remind myself of. Never think you know what somebody else's walk with God is because we really don't. We don't. Okay. And also the Bible tells us how we should not envy sinners. You know, Proverbs 23 and 17 says, don't envy sinners, but always continue to fear the Lord. So it can get really easy to compare our lives to those who are not living for God and feel like, well, they got all the money. They got all the fame. They got all this stuff. And it's like, but what does it cost to them? You know, especially those who, okay, maybe have said they know we know that they don't serve God. We know they don't believe in God. And then you're just like, oh, man, what is the point of that? Don't envy them. That's what the Bible is saying, because we don't know what that could be costing them or what it's going to cost them. I'm going to say that. And I wouldn't even want to find that out myself either. So that's why that Bible said, you know, that's why the Bible says that in that verse, don't envy sinners, but just fear the Lord. And then another scripture that I like, it says Philippians two and three, don't be selfish and don't try to impress others, but be humble thinking of others as better than yourself. So that goes back to that comparison route of feeling like, well, we're going to compare ourselves to someone and then we're going to beat them. We're going to one up them. So that way we can be better than them. No, it's not. It should not be a competition. That's why the Lord says to humble yourself. Okay. Humble yourself. You don't have to be better than someone, especially to be worthy of love and validation. Because for one, God loves you and validates you even when you are not doing what you're supposed to do. How amazing is that? He loves us even when we're in our midst. And if you could accept validation and love in that sense, then it'll be easy for you to love yourself and not have to compare yourself all the time to other people. So that goes back to what I was saying, you know, with that point of, if you're somebody who struggles with comparison because of something you went through as a child or you feel like, you know, you've always been compared to others all your life and you've never matched up and you've got some deep insecurities and wounds, deal with it. And then I'm going to say this to close out the episode for sure. Allow God to love on you. Accept God's love because God's love can definitely wipe out any insecurities and any, you know, invalidation that you may have suffered from. It truly does. Because this man loves you no matter what, whether you're good or bad, whether you are, you know, doing this or doing that. He still loves you. He still accepts you. Who wouldn't want love like that? That is what pure, unconditional love is. And that is what we should all strive to want. Right. Because it's love that doesn't change. And when you have love like that, then you can easily love and accept yourself. When you accept the love from God, when you accept God's love for you, then you could truly love yourself. And when you love yourself, then you don't need to compare yourself to others. You don't need to seek that kind of validation or approval. You don't need it because you already know who you are. You're confident in the love and validation that you receive. Alright guys, that is all I have for you guys today and that is the conclusion of season two. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed this season. I hope you enjoyed the episodes, the content, the topics, the guests. 
I truly have had a lot of fun in this season and I'm excited for the next season. So like I said, this is not the end of the um, Wise Words podcast. This is really just me taking some time to revamp it. You know, I, I may even do a new design for the cover and stuff. That's why I'm saying like this, these three weeks are not just going to be three weeks of what's happening. Like when it comes back, I, I do want things to be different. I want there to be more episodes, more more guests, maybe a new logo, maybe some, you know, finding like some graphic designers to like revamp how I want things to look like it's gonna be new stuff I I want season three to be a different season so um yeah you know I'm excited for it so do not take this as a goodbye this is literally just see you later okay the next time a new episode will be published for wise words will be October the 2nd because I think yeah that'll be three weeks from today and this gives you guys plenty of times to catch up on the other episodes. So I know like usually when I talk to some people, they be like, man, I need to catch up on the episodes. Well, you're in luck. Now I ain't going to be <laughs> steadily putting out new episode after new episode. Now you got plenty of time to catch up on all the episodes. And the whole reason for me formally announcing it like this is because for that reason, I didn't want people to get the impression of, oh my goodness, she stopped making episodes or the, the show has ended. No, it is not literally it's just beginning um this is this is just a hiatus a very brief hiatus of season two is over time for season three time for new topics this is time for me to get feedback from others this is time for me to get suggestions from you guys to make it better this is time for me to like i said just revamp the whole show for the most part you know and when it come back it'll be bigger and better you'll see some things that may be new you'll see some things that haven't changed but regardless I definitely want to take this time and use it wisely, okay? Want to pray, want to fast, want to see what God says, want to see, you know, what instructions he may give. Who knows what season three is going to hold, but I'm really excited for it. I truly am. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed a little three-week hiatus that you will have, and I hope that you use it wisely to catch up on all the other episodes that you may have missed or have not listened to yet. Don't forget to give this this podcast a five-star rating, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to go write my book on Amazon, and don't forget to purchase it. The ebook is $2.99. The print book is $5.99. And like I said, I just want to thank you guys so much for all of your love and support for Wise Words. It's been a great two seasons and I'm ready for all the seasons to come. So I will see you guys on October 2nd. Love you guys. Be safe out here. And I'm ready for, I hope you guys are ready for, because I know I'm ready for season three. Peace.